microphone check one two what is this you're now listening to a brand new episode of the play big faster podcast look what you done started talk to him. attorney high performance coach and speaker sheree prince asks hard questions to really get to the bottom of what makes entrepreneurs tick from starting a business marketing strategies and the ins and outs of their industries we talk everything from book recommendations lifestyle hacks and everything possible to get you inspired and motivated to build your own business the play big faster podcast starts now let's go Do you have life insurance? We've got you. Get the best plans. Same day coverage. Get peace of mind for the price of a nice dinner. 24-7 by your side. Get your free quote in seconds with no obligations from Opus Insurance and Risk Services at www.opusirs.com. Welcome to another edition of the Play Big Faster podcast. We are joined here today by best-selling author Enoch Leffingwell, author of the book, I Want to Mentor, Now What Do I Do? Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? Thank you, Cherie. I'm so glad to be here. Each day is getting better than the last, and it's such a privilege to be able to share with your, your community here. Well, listen, I want to jump right in. When I first ran across your bio, I was just so impressed with your body of work and the value that you bring to entrepreneurs, to the ministry and to the marketplace. Tell us a little bit about who you are and and what you do, what services you provide. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a best-selling author of the book. I want a mentor. Now, what do I do? Available on Amazon now. And I also have been professionally speaking for about nine years and coaching entrepreneurs. Um, the, I help mentors to get paid a premium for their advice by crafting one signature speech that they could use on over 3,000 different platforms without losing its power of persuasion. So I help people with their communication and, and messaging. And um, I'm really passionate about entrepreneurship. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 10 years old. I've been fascinated uh, with internet marketing since I was 12, and that's when I really started to delve into the power of leveraging the internet and online media to be able to get a message to the masses. And I'm just so passionate about helping others who have a message to go from a best-kept secret to being able to be known in their industry as a go-to place for, for receiving advice that people are passionate about paying them for. Now, you know what? We're going to have to unpack some of that. You said 10 years old. <laughs> what was the light bulb at 10 years old that kind of got you into entrepreneurship? Uh, that's a really good question. You know, um, I, I think, I, honestly, I um, I was going down the grocery store one day and I saw there was candy bars for like 50 cents. And for some reason, the idea came to me. I'm like, what if I bought these and I sold them for a dollar at people's houses? So one of the first businesses I did is I just bought candy bars and I sold them. I went door to door selling them. It wasn't for a school or sports. It was just me and I was selling it. And I made about $20 a month. I mean, $20 an hour uh, when I was 10 years old, which would be about almost $30 uh, in today's inflation standards. And, um, 
And then I was making hundreds of dollars when I was 10. And then when I went to middle school, I realized that people love gum. They couldn't chew it in elementary. They could chew it at, at school, but they can't go off campus to buy it. So I'd buy packs of gum for 14 cents and sell it for a dollar. And I made like about $100 a day. And I made thousands of dollars before I became a teenager doing that. And a lot of things in between. But I, a light bulb went on where I was like, wow, I could buy something for less and then sell it. For more and just like by solving problems and meeting people's needs and I just thought it was fascinating and I love the communication aspect of helping people to see value in what I had to offer and being able to to uh, just make things faster more convenient for them and create win-win situations for everybody involved. Well let me start by saying wow and wow <laughs> that is awesome even for a 10 year old. Now fast forward 3,000 different ways to leverage speaking. You're going to have to help me with that one because that is an awesome feat in and of itself. Yeah, I, it's it's not 3,000 ways. It's one message, one presentation that you can speak on 3,000 different platforms, meaning like uh, a podcast would be a platform or it could be, it could be 3,000 different podcast interviews, but it's one message. A lot of content creators... Uh, what I teach my students is to stop creating content as a content creator and start creating content as a content marketer. So you have one profitable presentation that when you speak, it's attracting high paying clients to your business that they want are eager to work with you. So when you have that signature message or it's like an infinite sales message, you can share it again and again and again, where content creators, what they do the biggest mistake content creators do is they create all of these different messages and they exhaust themselves on trying to come up with new ideas to share. When in reality, content marketers, they figure out one profitable presentation, one persuasive presentation they can use, and they just repurpose that presentation. And they take that one presentation. They don't change their content. They change the audience. And when you change the audience and you could share the same profitable content that converts, then there's no limit to who you can reach and how you can help people and who find who's interested in working with you. So when you talk about helping people, are you doing one-on-one -on -one coaching or are you doing one-to-many? Great question. I do provide some some trainings um, on social media. I'm, I'm available anywhere that social media is consumed, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, podcasts. Um, but uh, a lot of, I work a lot in, in group coaching settings and I also have an implementation workshop where uh, while most people finish a book or a course or leave a seminar with a whole bunch of information and they're quite overwhelmed. But what I do is instead of taking three years to apply all of these different things in sales and marketing for your business, we take what would have taken you three years and we do it in three days at our implementation workshop and crafting your signature speech and uh, where most seminars you leave with a big to-do list when people leave my workshop they leave with a big done list and so that's one of the, the ways that we work with people um, in a in a small closer knit settings with people and get live support and help them to contextualize with what they're doing at in a physical um, event space. And some people attend virtually as well. It's a hybrid. So now, now that's a, that's a great question we are not far, um, 
behind on COVID. So I know a lot of people still are not coming out. Do you have any digital resources for like someone who couldn't physically, you know, work with you? Yeah, most definitely. I have uh, my book. I want to mentor now. What do I do? It's designed to help speakers, authors, coaches, and other high level entrepreneurs to be able to meet master mentors, to maximize their mentorships and to master any skill in half the time. That's an incredible resource for people. Uh, who need to develop new skills in speaking or communicating or just business in general, I believe mentorship is one of the fastest paths to accomplishing anything that we want. I don't really believe in very many shortcuts, but finding a mentor, if there was one, that would definitely be it. Um, And so there's a book. I also have um, coaching. People can uh, join, uh, hop on a clarity call, get clear on where they are and where they want to be on mentormeenic.com. There's um, availabilities for people to inquire more about the coaching program and uh, and see what that's like. But yeah, we, we do virtual. A lot of the work that we do is virtual. One thing that I'm hearing a lot of in this in the coaching space is actually finding the right type of people to work with. So you mentioned um, author, speakers and coaches are most of the people that you work with established. What if I you know, I don't have a book yet, but I feel like I have a book in me. Are, are you working with up and coming author, speakers and coaches or do you have to be established? You don't have to be established. A lot of times what people don't realize is they already have many of the resources that they need to be able to take their business to the next level. And what I do is I help my students to see the resources that they already have and maybe change the wording a little bit so and rearrange how they're thinking about um, their business or their focus that allows them to take to take off their business. So we we work with people that are established, those who are starting and those who are scaling. But you don't have to be um, speaking on 3,000 platforms before you work with us. But we do. I have helped uh, people go be able to transition from their nine to five over to doing full time um, in their business to pursuing what they what they're passionate about. So yeah, it's a variety of people I work with. Now, one thing that I absolutely love about the podcast is that I find all of these nuggets out about people, um, little gems that, you know, the general public may not know. So when I was preparing um, for the podcast, I saw that you are also a minister. And so I'm just interested to see how your ministry works with the marketplace because, you know, you have such awesome gifts and I'm just looking at the value that you bring. And I don't know, you know, how do you combine the two to have a a product for the public? Yeah, great question. Well, first of all, I'm inspired by people like Paul in Acts chapter 17. It says that uh, verse 17, it says that he was daily in the marketplace preaching the gospel and speaking. So we look at the apostles understood marketing. Uh, Marketing is getting a message to the masses. And Paul was a tent maker by trade. And he used his business as a vehicle for for being able to share his faith with other people. And I have I have been when I was 16, I gave my heart to Christ and I just fell in love with the word of God. and I wanted to study it and I couldn't get enough. And then event and then soon I started to teach and share it with other people and taking the knowledge that I had from sales and marketing since my pre-teenage years, then coming into the faith, I started to help nonprofits with their marketing 
and getting their messaging out with their community and understanding internet marketing with leveraging social media. And I've, I've helped other people, other faith-based entrepreneurs to be able to, to earn an income, support themselves while getting their message out and impacting lives too. Uh, whether that's people who are helping others with their health and turning, having those transformations or maybe with their relationships and, and restoring marriages and families, um, people who are, um, I just find that when I was in Washington, D.C., there was uh, a ministry there. It was one of the first times that I saw this ministry that was, we were, we were educating on health to the congressional offices and we were ha- holding health meetings in the, on, in the uh, Capitol Hill. And there, I realized that they had a lot of resources. They had a lot of uh, very talented speakers and professionals. And I just realized that they were different than some of the other people I was working with. I'm like, why is it that you're able to, to have all these resources? And then, where, and you're in ministry, but everyone else that I know of is is like poor missionaries, and and they're they don't have as many resources, and they haven't figured that out. It's like, what's different about you? And uh, the the director of this organization, he took me in his truck and he drove me around Washington D.C. and he showed me where he where he grew up, and um, he t- and I didn't realize, but he came from a family of politicians, and he showed me a, a country club that his family was a part of, where he had to pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars to be a part of. And at the time, I was like, why would anyone pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars to be a part of a country club? And he was showing how wealthy people value relationships, like you were saying, strategic partnerships more more than money. And I was like, that's interesting. But he shared how um, the reason I'm saying this is because. He shared how business, how he used to own a business, a multi-million dollar construction business, and how many of the leaders in the ministry also were businessmen or spouses of business owners. And for the first time, I realized that ministry and business were united and how they used the skills that they learned in business and they applied it in ministry and it helped them to go further faster. Where before I used to think ministry and business were two separate things. Now I realize like Romans 12, 11 says, be not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. So actually our business could be a vehicle for serving the Lord. And um, when I realized that all of the skills we learn in business are 100% transferable to ministry and all the skills that I learned in ministry were 100% transferable to business, it was like, oh, it's game on. This this makes it so much more easier and fun to be able to impact lives and help each other. I absolutely love that. Tell us about the Army of the Youth and the work that you do there. Yeah, so in the Army of Youth, we are passionate about helping young people to identify their talents and um, understand we're on a mission to help others define and fulfill their God-given assignment in the marketplace to see what are those talents, those monetizable skills that they could use to be able to uh, move their mission forward and to be able to support themselves while doing so? And so we help young people from all over the world, giving them uh, messages of hope and encouragement and uh, practical trainings on just a lot of those life skills, the laws of life that you don't really learn in school or that and sometimes parents don't even know how to give. But Based on biblical principles, we teach them uh, entrepreneurship skills, mindsets, beliefs, and and problem-solving abilities that they can use and really apply to any context of life. 
Do you want to start your own business? Confused about where to begin? Not sure if you can do this? I'm glad you made your way here. Cut through the confusion. I invite you to join in on the 5-Day Play Big Faster Challenge. You'll get step-by-step -step guidance on how to start and scale your dream business faster. 5 Days Perfectly Structured. Build the business you've always dreamed of without spending tons of money and hiring consultants or a lot of staff. Join the challenge today at www.playbigfaster.com. And one thing that you mentioned, um, you mentioned um, how some ministries had resources and others didn't. What are some of the resources that you use, you know, on a regular basis um, in your ministry and, you know, you, in your work environment? Well, um, some of the resources, like what, um, what I mean by resources is like people. So there's, there's some very knowledgeable people who are experts in their fields. And uh, when we work together, we're able to accomplish so much more together than we ever could apart. And there's a lot of value in collaborating together. Um, and one of the things that for, for a few years, I was um, doing ministry and it wasn't connected with any uh, particular business. Uh, but then I met some I met some uh, some uh, health educators who I really respected and they were in ministry and they had a business and they were making about six figures a year. And and uh, this guy told me, he's like, well, as health educators, that's one of the things I talked about is it's like we send people to health food stores all the time. Why send them to other people's health food stores when you can send them to your own and get paid for it? I was like, light bulb went on. I'm like, that's interesting. So when I started a health food store online, that was something to be able to help people with their weight or their strength or nutrition to give their body the nutrients that they're, they're not getting from their foods. And um, by having health products, that has allowed me to be able to fund uh, the message or marketing or platform or software or hiring people to be able to help with content, to help with communicating um, messages of hope with others. And um, so that's one of the resources, having a product and then having the skills. Skills are a resource. Mentors are a resource. And um, I'm really where I am today uh, from God has helped me to go from a poor missionary, homeless, living in my car to having a six figure family business. And a lot of it had to do with mentorship. After 15 failed business attempts, the 16th one was the one that really took off. And when I look back and I see all the what really made the difference is my 16th business attempt, I got a business mentor. And once I had that mentor, someone who's already found their fortune and could show me the way, then things started to fall into place. And I believe like the right mentors is one of the, the single greatest resources that we can have in anything that we're seeking to accomplish. And I didn't realize um, that part about your story. So at what point, did you see things changing when you were homeless and how long did that go on for? Um, when you say at what point did I see things changing, like changing in what way? What do you mean by that? Well, when you say you got a business mentor, what was it when you were without a business mentor and you were homeless, you were trying different businesses? At what point did working with a mentor, did that light bulb click and you were like, OK, this is my thing. I'm going to work on this and you have the business that you have today. Oh, um, well, for me, 
it was um, one of what I began to realize is that like before I had like poor missionary mentors who had a lot of like scarcity beliefs about networking or believing that selling was bad where because um, when I was from age 10 to 16, I sold a lot. I sold that every day. And even when I was playing video games, I was buying and selling things because I just was passionate about it. But when I gave my heart to Christ and I had four missionary mentors, they were saying that like selling is bad. You, you can't do that. Marketing is not, not good or has no place in ministry. I was like, okay, I kind of adopted that. Even though I still followed and continued the same skills, I just like shifted some of the beliefs. So that was, a, that was more suppressed. But then when I met... Uh, John Rhodes was one of the first mentors I had in business who was just as passionate about a, a ministry as I was. And he was a successful businessman and he used his business to come in contact with a group of people he'd never otherwise have access to. And he would answer spiritual questions as well as health questions in the business. I was like, these things can go together. They're not in opposition to each other. So that was a huge, huge shift for me because I care so much about people and I had the belief that if I sell something that would take away from the, the spiritual benefit or the, the kindness or the, the, the help that I was doing to someone. But by really um, having a business mentor help me to overcome limiting beliefs I had about selling re- regarding, um, regarding just speaking in public speak and, and selling and, and showing that like people who pay, pay attention, seeing how Jesus um, in Matthew 6, 20 says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So in other words, people who pay, pay attention. And uh, people who pay a little, pay a little attention. People who pay a lot, pay a lot of attention. People who pay nothing, pay no attention. And um, just understanding that there are financial laws. Uh, my John Rhodes introduced me to one of my first millionaire mentors, Dave MacArthur, and he was also helping me with my online health food store. And I realized that millionaires think totally different than, than people who like struggling entrepreneurs think differently than successful entrepreneurs. So the big shift and change that I saw was first in my thinking and those beliefs turned into behaviors and those behaviors turned into blessings. But that was a lot of it was the beliefs that I had. I didn't realize that the thoughts that I had, that the, the advice that I adopted from before was one of the greatest limitations that I had that was holding me back in my life and in my business from unlocking those resources that could accelerate the impact that I could have in the world. Now, I'm not going to ask you how old you are because you look like a pretty young guy, (laughs) but what would you tell your younger self, the self that, you know, didn't know that ministry and the marketplace were not exclusive, that they were actually complimentary? What is some advice you go and give a younger self? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Uh, one of the the advice I'd probably give to my younger self is I would encourage him to not be afraid to step out of the social circles that I was around and to surround myself with people who normalize the achievement that I desire to accomplish, to put my, to get in the room with others who are living life large in the way that I desire to to live and the direction I want to go and to be able to like free myself from other people's opinions um, to not be afraid to just change my friends because one a principle it's a question that I, I get a lot in, in my um, 
I, I get a lot sent to me on enoughlefemail.com when people are asking questions like, what could I do to, to, to change where I'm at? And one of the, the biggest things that I teach in the book is the law of association, how you're in the average of the top five voices that you spend the most time with. So um, like this podcast, as we're speaking here, people are listening to our voice and they get to hear and be influenced by some of our beliefs or advice or stories. And, and then the people that we hold as mentors or teachers, parents, siblings, or um, individuals who, who we listen to a lot, uh, uh, realizing for me, one of the best and hardest decisions that I made in my youth was to basically change the environment that I was in. And once I put myself in an environment of entrepreneurs, put myself in environments of, of faith-based entrepreneurs who love the Lord and love sharing with others and exchanging their talents, I, w- I was like, I'm home. This, this is where I belong. This is, this is, my, this is my place in life. And, and I was so excited and liberated uh, that I just wanted to tell everybody. And I, and I started to, as a, I was starting to get more success in my business, I had millionaires who were coming to me and asking like, how are you growing so much? What are you doing? Can you help me with the marketing in my business and how, and training people um, on my team? And I was like, sure. And so I started coaching other entrepreneurs probably in about 2017 uh, when I started coaching them. And, uh, but it would have never happened if I didn't change my friends, because when you change your friends, you change your future. That's one of the best advice I would give my younger self. Wow. And you've done so much in what seems like such a short period of time since 10 years old. (laughs) But what's next for you? Like, what is the next big thing for you? Well, right now I am I am super passionate about helping people to. I realize one of the the reasons why people who are struggling uh, in their business is because they're they're confused on their message and how to speak in a way that people say yes to them. So um, I'm I'm in the inner circle, you know, like with Myron Golden. Um, I'm in a, in a mastermind where uh, it's $155,000 to be a part of this. But in the room, there's people where most coaches are teaching you how to have six and seven figure years. Myron's teaching us how to have six and seven figure days. And I'm like, okay, I like six figures in a year, been there. That's nice. It's helpful. But to know how to have a six-figure day, a seven-figure day, that's that's basically the new goal that's that's on our horizon. And and um, so far we've we've made forty thousand dollars in a day, um, but we're we're onward and upwards. I know the only way to be able to do that is to help my students to have success. Where we wouldn't be earning that if we were not helping people to be getting their their results, to play bigger, to play faster, to be able to go where they're where they're going. And I'm just excited to see the success of my students and to develop speakers, communicators who are able to use their mouth to speak a message that moves the multitudes. And there's nothing more that lights me up than that. Well, listen, you have definitely blessed us today with your words. Is there anything else that you want to share that we haven't covered or tell people how to get in contact with you? Yeah. One, one thing that I would just share with people is if you, it doesn't matter what the goal is, doesn't matter what result that you're looking for, there's the, the fastest way that you can achieve it is to find someone who has a result that you want. And number two, to pay them whatever they charge to find out what they did and then do that. 
and um, to do what they did and then continue until you have the results that you want. And when you do those four things, then you will be able to go from one glorious victory to the next. You'll figure out, how, I believe mentorship is a secret to compress a lot of life in a short amount of time. And when you have the right mentor, there's no limit to what you're able to accomplish. And uh, so that would be my advice. And if you'd like to connect more with me, I love meeting new people. I love hearing your stories. If there's anybody who wants me to speak on their um, podcast or, or platform, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, just reach out to me on enochleffingwell.com. Find me on social media, whichever one's your favorite. And I'd love to interact with you and talk together. Uh, and uh, I look forward to it. All right. Well, you guys, that's it. Another episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Until next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Want more entrepreneurial content? I like this. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. Already subscribed. I just clicked on it. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Share with a friend that needs this in their life. I think you need this more than I. Oh, and make sure to follow Cherie on IG at Cherie Speaks. And remember to play big faster.